0: and welcome to the two medics podcast just a quick shout out to our sponsors mah.uk.com for medical accountancy needs and also to lifelinehealthcaregroup.co.uk for the best locum rates Hello oh, and welcome to another episode of the Two Medics Podcast. My name is Imran Lasker. I'm a consultant radiologist. And hi, I'm Therusha gunnar I'm a cardiology registrar,
1: subspecialising in intervention. Therusha, how you been? Yeah, good. I had quite a lot of on calls this week. So at the beginning oh, yeah. of the week, I finished nights and then I had Wednesday and Thursday on during the day. Mate, they were brutal. And then pff, our idea was on walk So I'm pretty tired. I haven't gone to the gym all week as well, so I don't feel particularly good about that. Oh God, that's a bit of a downer. We've been looking forward to today, so we're like trying. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bit
0: delayed this week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah normally we delayed. do it on Thursdays, but we've done it Saturday because of your own calls. And I figured you're on calls because I sent you a voice note on Thursday afternoon and you didn't reply to it at all. And I'm not normally someone who gives a very angry uh, voice note, but that particular voice note was a very angry one about something that happened. And then I actually started messaging you back saying, I'm really sorry for swearing on that previous right. voice note. I you haven't replied. And then you were like, no, mate, I haven't even listened to it. That. It's not because I heard what you said. But anyway. Um, Do you want to tell me? Uh, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. So basically I was, I may have been in central London for various um purposes for work purposes (laughs) (laughs) read between the lines if you wish and uh, pretty suited and booted walking along um, private work and allegedly and so basically i was walking down the road and i needed to cross across the road and opposite me was this lady that i hadn't seen in a very long time and i didn't recognize her at first and then i thought where have i seen this person again and then i remembered that this was a certain person that i had very negative interactions with during my entire time as a trainee like they were so as in I don't know if you can relate to this, Tarusha, but this is one of those people that I will always remember and always probably have negative feelings towards, regardless of what happens. Because they played this strange game where they came across as they were on my side and were always going to look out for me and do the right thing. But actually, in the background, they were pulling all sorts of strings to make things as difficult as possible. And when things went down badly, they were pretending like the things that had happened couldn't have happened from anywhere else. But they were pretending as though they had nothing to do with it and it was complete surprise and it's a shame that you're you're getting to this much trouble and all this kind of stuff and i just had this massive surge of feeling like i never felt i always felt as i'd got over it because i guess everything i do now i don't ever think to myself like oh i'm going to prove you wrong i need to show you guys that i'm not what you thought and all this kind of stuff but i just think that yeah i just these feelings just came back so quickly and I know it sounds bad, but I really wanted to thump her. That was the feeling I had. Like it and I was never going to act on it, but I just felt so angry so quickly. And then I thought, like, what am I going to do? I have, they are literally in on in the way of where I need to get to. And they clearly saw me. And I looked down, they looked down, I just walked right past them. And um and then I, I and the first person I thought of was messaging you through sure. I? I didn't know what else to do or anything. And it was just like so so sort of that what you got as a voice note was very pure in terms of what I was immediately feeling. Like I was really Worked up, uh, annoyed, uh, all those feelings of mm-hmm. what is my future going to hold? Am I going to be able to ever finish this radiology thing? Was this a bad idea in the first place? Have I completely mm-hmm. wasted all my life? How am I going to pay for my like family, my kids, and my bills? Like, is this ever going to work out for me? All those feelings have come back so quickly. I just, yeah, I, I, and I just realized, no, mate, I'm, I'm not over this, and I'm not sure I'll ever be over it. Yeah. Not that I'll ever do anything Uh, directly against them or anything that I do is anything to do with it anymore, really. But it was just Mm. those feelings that came back as soon as I saw them. It sounds natural to me, doesn't it? Like when you think about how much you had at stake.
1: Yeah, we all have a
0: stake, right? When we do this job. True. When you're in training, don't you think?
1: Yeah, we do. But sometimes, though, I do feel like that's not necessarily always acknowledged. And it's quite easy when you're kind of face to face with another person, in a certain setting to ignore all the other roles that they exist within. It's quite easy to not think, oh, that person is a son or a sister or a mother or like all of those other roles that they kind of fulfill. You don't really think of them outside of the kind of setting that you, in which you interact with them. And I certainly think when there's a power dynamic, then it's even easier to, at least, or it seems to be, it's more important perhaps to consider all those other things that, and it doesn't necessarily always happen, I guess. Or maybe it did, and I don't. And maybe it was, or maybe she didn't care about that. There's lots. Of, there's lots to unpick there, isn't there? Really?
0: Yeah, I'll never be able to explain why they were so negative about things. And the worst part of it was, it was in the background. I just don't, I don't understand, like, why people are like that. Like, I, I, we interact, or I've interacted with people that, for one of a better phrase, are just terrible. But like, at least they're terrible. At least where they're coming from. Like, at yeah. least. You, but this was one of those situations where. If you'd asked me like two or three years prior to the trouble that I didn't end up having, I would have said this person's almost as good as a friend. Like they were so they were so good. They seemed so nice and so caring. And then as it started transpiring that actually you know what? Like in the background they've been quite negative. They've been gunning down my reports. They've been they was doing all sorts of things. And do you remember I told I must stop me if I've said this before, but there was a point in my training where I was called in by my TPD and uh, education supervisor uh, into a room. And then, and I thought they were there to help me out because I was really struggling with the exams and they said, is there anything you'd like to tell us? And I was like, look, I'm really struggling. Uh, I find it really difficult. I've got this kid. I've just had a kid and I've got a mortgage and just, I've been literally studying for these particular exams for six years now and I'm, exa- I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Mm. I need some time out. And they went, yeah, anyway, yeah, we've got our concerns about you. You need to sign this form. And I was like what forms that? and they said oh this form this form is to do with notifying the deanery that we've got concerns about you and i was like what concerns have you got and i said oh no nothing it's just because you haven't past exams it's better we do this and i was like so that, yeah. like i'm not dangerous or anything i was like no you're not dangerous. nothing like that we just need to we just need to fill this forms out can you fill this out and i thought this feels a bit weird doesn't it like, yeah. why am i filling out a form to say that i agree to the having concerns about myself And I said, if we discuss this now then it won't be a problem later and i thought for what later what's yeah. going to happen later And then, yeah, they shoved this piece of paper and I looked at it and this is, this has like how highly I thought of the person. I looked at them and I thought, you know what? You've always been on my side, haven't you? So why would I not like, why would I not believe you now? Mm. So I said to them, this is the best thing for me, is it? And they were like, yeah, it is. You've got to sign this piece of paper. So I barely even read it. I just like, you know what? I trust you. I'll sign this piece of paper. So I signed it and they sent it off. And that was actually quite integral On some level as to what my subsequent arcps and my Mm. basically what ended up being what looked like the demise of my entire radiology and medical career at Mm. one point because it was now they had a catalog of things like you've been told a year before that you are you could be potentially a problem and then it just escalated from there and it was just a disaster and so you yeah it was just uh, exactly what you said they don't i guess when you're in that position you don't understand like what you're doing to someone and and I, I, now I think I don't think he really cared because I couldn't do that to anyone but I just couldn't especially after as much hard as I worked I work really hard. we all work hard don't we and there's no one who really slacks on this job
1: is there it's, yeah. it's especially disappointing because if you think like we're supposed to get we're supposed to be pretty good at delivering bad news, because that's essentially what that conversation was supposed to be. But it sounded like it was just full of deceptions, really, wasn't it? They're framing it in some weird way. They didn't give you much information. It sounded like you needed to have someone there with you. Like even, and they've taken advantage of that position, just been like, sign this form. Wow, that's pretty damn Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was just, it just you feel silly at the time. You had this massive level of trust for some person that you've worked mm-hmm. with for a few years and they were in a senior position, so you're convinced they're going to do the right thing for you. When it turned out, they really didn't. <laughs> and it, it became apparent. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, Can you imagine? Like, there, It was such a complex number of feelings that came in seconds. Like, I was crossing the road, man, and like, all of this yeah. stuff was just flooding back. And as I was walking away, after I sent you the voice note, which is within seconds of that happening, mm-hmm. I was still thinking about it as I was walking into the clinic. And then I was still thinking about it when I was trying to log into the computer and finding myself yeah. really frustrated with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then, manage. Then I needed to just sort of just try and stop thinking about it. And then I think in the middle of the clinic, I'd managed to call my wife and talk to her about it and stuff. Yeah, but yeah it really affected me. But anyway, yeah, fair enough. Yes, yeah. so don't replace anything. No, it's all- <laughs> Yeah, it's all good. I know how busy life can get and yeah these things like i didn't i never thought that was going to happen in a million years i never thought that i'd bump into this one particular person this one particular point in time i wasn't even near
1: work or doing any you know, yeah anyway whatever yeah. it's one of those strange things that happen sometimes uh, that twee line that i think sometimes that this, uh, which doesn't make any of it better other than to think sometimes the best revenge is to live well and that's what you're doing isn't it like look at you now right it couldn't stop you anyway.
0: yeah 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 it's like i said before that's not motivation for anything i'm just glad i'm glad the interaction happened at, at a point in my life where things are going well and enough mm-hmm. right because had i been a down and out or things had gone completely up hair shaped and i'd lost everything the way it looked like i was going to then bumping into them would have been even harder yeah no. sure so i got to appreciate that like, look you know what things are good so yeah you made it it's fine. Like uh, we made it to the end. Yeah. But this is the thing I don't think seniors really understand or some seniors anyway, really understand. Yeah. I don't know. They just forget like how big of a deal this ha- has on someone's life, their mental health, how the implication can have on mortgages to pay and all that kind of stuff. Come on, man. These are like everyday problems that I've now mm-hmm not a problem because you think uh, i don't know what they were thinking anyway okay (laughs) thanks for
1: sharing that dude i think we'd agreed that we'd talk about a a tweet from zach hadn't we where it was looking for for the positives and what he was Hmm. so this was a kind of spin-off from a tweet that we mentioned last week from russell's which was looking for some positivity and zach had said there are lots of problems mostly notably the deeply entrenched racism and misogyny he's talking about within working within medicine not to mention Hmm. issues about pay but the job remains enormously satisfying. And while being a reg in a specialty you've chosen is a game changer, the early years are just so much fun. And I was, his tweet made me think a lot about how the experience for me changed as time went on. I think I quite liked my time as a foundation doctor because I think for me, like there was a novelty of being a doctor there were jobs which were horrendous and made me want to quit medicine and my kind of surgical attachment my HPB attachment I hated that time and but my overall looking back at it I still look at it fondly because I made I made a lot of friends and stuff that I still keep in contact with and I have like st- stories I can tell I, I, I do look at it. but as time's gone on, I feel like my kind of perspective outlook and obviously my life has changed. and I do think my life and my the amount of control I have over things is more. It's not perfect as a registrar. I still there are still times where I feel belittled and treated like a child. Video on calls are still hard in just a different way. But I do think it is better for me that I'm doing a kind of specialty that I've chosen that I've chosen that I'm interested in. And I was just wondering, how your and now you're a consultant. Has your kind of perspective on the specialty changed? And do you have any kind of wisdom to
0: impart? Oh, the thing is, oh yeah. Basically, I think for me, becoming a consultant from being a reg you know, or a junior doctor, I, I when I used to ask my consultants this kind of questions that oh, mate, it's it's a different kind of stress. It's gonna, it's, it's, you're still gonna find you stressed out. I have not found that to be the case at all whatsoever. Like whatsoever. Like it's almost. like... I, it, But you are in complete control about what you stress about, essentially, right? So let's say you're the kind of person that really cares about the department, you want it to do well, and you're going to take lots of management roles and all that kind of thing. Then, yeah, that's going to get stressful because things are never going to work the way you want it to work. And you're going to find things difficult when things, the backlog gets big, there's some big complaint that comes in. I can imagine that being stressful because you've and you've entwined some of the success of the department or the place that you work as part of you but for better or worse i have not done that with my own career so far like i really have treated it as and i know people don't like me saying this kind of stuff but for me it's more of a, now that i'm a consultant i can pick and choose what i want to do and what i'm interested in and most time it is about just going and do my job and leaving. And yeah. how can the how can my job facilitate the rest of my life if i let's say I want to go pick up the kids every day right? How can I make that job work so that I can pick up the kids every single day that's Those are the kind of things that i 'm thinking about i 'm not thinking about oh how can we get the scans done? Is there any way we can increase productivity? do I need to talk deal with this you know, what i 'm thinking about is how can i i don 't know maybe make sure that I go to the gym regularly every Thursday at the local gym and that, kind, that those are the kind of things that go through my mind. And I, I don't know if that's unusual, because I feel like when I do talk about this stuff, some people find it a bit weird and oh, yeah. they get a bit offended. and they don't think Yeah, exactly. And they'll say something like, oh, I think I, I tweeted something about this once. And then someone says, someone, you don't seem like a very good doctor. And I thought, these are very simple entities, aren't they? Like me going into work and doing my job doesn't mean that. And my intentions for doing so doesn't mean that I'm a bad doctor. Like people have got very bad intentions or I ended up being very good doctors. Hmm. That We see it all the time, like really horrendous. I've, I've spoke about, because an individual that I felt was not a good person, but they were fantastic at their job. They were fantastic at their job. There's no doubt about it. So they, by definition, were a good doctor. So anyway, my, I guess what I'm saying is that the big difference for me anyway is that you choose what you're interested in. So when you're a reg, you're kind of, you have to care about what your consultant cares about. They care about papers, <laughs> you've got to do the papers. They care about this, you've got to care about this, because it's their, it's your, their problem is your problem. When you get to the end and start start catering the job to work for you, you can choose whatever problems you want and have no problems at all whatsoever. And I think that's something we don't really realise. And when you talk to people who say, oh, yeah, but the stress is different. Like, no, mate, it's not. Trust me. Yeah. It's all right. It's really nice at the end.
1: Yeah. I was thinking about what kind of bothers me about my role recently. And I guess one of the things that I really haven't been enjoying is the on calls. And I'm sorry, like I've burnt your ears off quite a lot recently just complaining about my on calls and it got it was getting to a point i feel like i've got to a breakthrough which is why i'm I'm talking about it but it it was getting to a point where i was just really dreading doing any on calls like the day before Mm. they might have like a a day off before the on call start but the day before i'd be dreading them and uh, anyway so i do either two or three long days on on call and i had and they're very busy like i'm answering the phone loads and that's, that seems to be one of, one of the problems, which is that I just get called so much. And so it often feels like I don't actually get time to do anything other than just responding to people on the telephone. But that, and then I was thinking about it, I was like, what is it about that kind of bothers me so much? Because in the, at the end, there's a lot to do, obviously, but that's it. essentially there are people calling me up and they aren't being unpleasant. So what is the problem there? What am I like, what am I getting stressed about? And then I had a horrible interaction with someone who's just, who essentially wanted me to see someone. And I thought it was, I thought it was kind of completely spurious and they just, they were going down this kind of road of arguing about what they thought was going on and whatever. And it was, and then eventually it came, came, they ended up talking about how they were a consultant and they were this and they were that and whatever. And some, and then when I was reflecting on that interaction afterwards, I realized I could see that they'd shown their cards because. Essentially, what they wanted, they felt uncomfortable and unsafe with kind of, you know, that situation. And they wanted me to just go and see the patient, but they didn't feel comfortable saying that. So they had to dress it up as, well, there's this diagnosis you haven't considered, or there's this diagnosis you haven't considered, which is, which I was just kind of like batting away when they were suggesting them. But essentially, none Mm. of that really mattered. They just wanted me to go see the patient and they were just thinking, well, these kind of terrible, these kind of, and to me, they just seemed like nonsensical reasons when Mm -hmm. to be honest if they'd have just said I feel really uncomfortable in this situation I don't really know what to tell them can you just speak to them and if they'd have been honest but instead what they did was they decided to say about what their position was and how impressive a person they were but the good thing about that interaction which kind of really rattled me at the time was when I was like reflecting on it I thought to myself actually that's what bothers me about I kind of worry about having that type of telephone call whereby I respond with my my personality which is where if someone tells me something which I know to be false I sometimes I can't sometimes can't help me be like no that's wrong that's not right that's wrong and I am actually quite a straightforward person and so if people go yeah I know all of that I know I'm wrong I know but can you just see them anyway I'll be like yeah, like I actually, hmm. I d- I'm not actually that bothered. Like a lot of the time when people say, uh, are like, oh, like sometimes we get calls we are like, oh my God, this patient's really well. Can you cut? I'm like, okay, all right, cut, mm. just go. But with, when people like dress it up in other ways, like I find that because I'm like, what is, what am I doing? I'm like, that doesn't make sense. And sometimes I can't, I don't always read between the lines that well. Hmm. But then when I understood that, I actually made me think, oh, why am I so bothered? So I'm on nights next week. And now I actually don't hmm. feel, I was I like two weeks ago, I was like, oh, I'm going to be doing nights this week. I was like, oh, but now I'm actually like, hmm. actually, you know what? When people are going to do all that stuff, like, do you want me to just see the patient just straight up? Do you want me? To-? And then if they're like, yeah, whatever, end the conversation and go. And then what is there to worry about? I suppose.
0: You know what? I do relate to you on a lot of levels because actually when we, when I first started doing radiology, it was, if it seemed fashionable to try and say no to, I said this before, like in the beginning, I said no to a lot of stuff. No, I don't think that's right. We should wait for later and that kind of thing. And then I realized like, you know, why am I saying no to stuff? Like, why is it, this is actually, I cut it down to the reason why I get so stressful because maybe I'm the kind of person who likes to say yes or want to say yes or want to please people. Maybe that's what it Mm. is. And when I've got to say no, I feel bad about it or if I say no I've got to feel like I really got to justify it and then I just started saying yes more often regardless of what the person thinks so for example i've noticed that and I, i'm not judging anyone here look you, you guys are doing your jobs i'm doing mine it's no issues whatsoever from my side of things but sometimes you get someone call up and they'll say something like oh i need the scan done as soon as possible and when you listen to it it's like, it doesn't actually need to be done as soon as possible and you say look you think you say, i'll do it anyway like whatever and then they'll say and then i said what's the renal function like is like, oh we don't know what the renal function is like And I say, okay it sounds like you could probably just wait maybe half an hour 40 minutes for the renal function to come back and we could just do the scans no go, why not and it's, like, well, it's an emergency i was like I, yeah I, I know it's an emergency but it's not and that's when you realize that it's not an emergency when for me because i'm taking a step back and i'm telling you i can see what the medical i can see the bigger picture but this becomes an emergency for the doctor themselves and that they either want to know what the problem is right now they don't want to wait anymore or there's some sort of they need to get the patient moved on or something there's some sort of emergency somewhere else that they're identifying this as an emergency and now we'll go without the renal function And so I've actually had to resort to say, look, you're the person looking after this patient. If you're telling me that this scan needs to get done ACP without renal function, then I guess we'll just have to do it. And they're like, yeah, it's all right, fine, fair enough. What can you do? But then I have to trust on some level that they, they're they're a medical professional telling you that they're worried and they're stressed and they want to get their scan done. And even though I don't see it, I've got to go with it. Like it's mm. not. And then after I realized that, like my on calls became so simple. Like I just don't, and I do extra on calls during my shifts, my extra shifts that I do. And some people have started messaging me saying they might've seen my reports of riot flying up and down the country, mm. but it's just so much, they're not stressful conversations. Like the phone call comes in it's like, oh yeah, go on. What is it? Yep. Yep. And it may be slightly easy for me. Cause like when I say yes, all that happens is the scan turns up on my screen. And I double click and go through. Whereas yourself, you actually physically have to go through. Yeah. So like, I mean, that's probably what it is, right? Yeah, but then it's not the issue of the referrals. It's the physicalness of having to go to see the person. That's the problem. Yeah. But then if you've got a big list, does that mean that you've got to see every single person? Does it... You know what I mean? Yeah, I just found that as uh, the less argumentative I've become, it's just so easy. The the referrals, the
1: calls are so easy. I think there'd be lots of things I think I'd like would make it easier. For example... We've still got a paper note system, so finding those things and finding the patient. I had a mm. referral the other day which was like, oh, this patient had an effusion on their CT scan. Do they need an echo? That was the referral. Do they need an echo? Mm. I was like, okay. So I thought, no. oh, I'll take the echo machine with me. Go and <laughs> yeah, see the patient. If only you could
0: answer with a gift. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> no! <laughs> I thought, who knows? But I feel like the fact that they've asked that means that you need an echo or whatever. So I thought, oh, I might as well just mm. go to see them and do an echo there. So I take the echo mm. machine down. I have to take it in the lift because I can't might take mm. it down the stairs. It's literally like a, the kind of, down all the way across the other end of the hospital it's quite a long oh. hospital it's not a tall one it's really long so I walked for ages mm. my step count must be amazing anyway get there the patient's not there <laughs> guess where the yeah. patient is oh. dude the patient wasn't there oh, no. guess where they were
0: no where were they bog
1: where? they're normally no that's where they are they were in echo Home? they were in echo oh what? so the person sent and I went back on the system and I looked and I could see the referral request for the cardiology opinion and 10 minutes later they've just requested the echo Something like ah, Cool. I'll take, just take the echo okay, machine back, shall I? Okay. Mm. I can't just leave it there. I wasn't happy with that. I wasn't happy.
0: That, yeah, I, I know what you mean, man. It's not easy, but I go. just, yeah, I try and not make a stressful situation. Yeah, Is that yeah, when yeah. they send us emails? Oh, there's such a big backlog, there's such a big backlog. That, yeah, all right. Carry on, carry on. carry on Yeah, carry on. yeah that's all like, good yeah. for me. Speaking about like encore and stuff, there was a tweet about uh, the encore room. Did you see that? I think yeah, I picked that one up. it was. A, yeah, it was. It was a another one. These wonderful NHS signs, which I've noticed, someone has decided to start an account called NHS Signs or something. Yeah, accounts are popping up all over the place, isn't it? Like, was it NHS Woofing or something No, at Med Twitter bin fires. Like bin fire. Yeah, I've seen that. We've interacted with that one. Mm. And there's another one which is like. Literally writing woof when they see something that turns up, which is remotely con- controversial. Hmm. And so now there's another account. one which is do with science. No, mate, woof, get <laughs> on. Sorry, I won't say that. So then another one, yeah. So please note that the doctor's mess is not an encore on- room. So enjoy your break as much as you want, but spend your encore on- time at your ward. Thanks, bye. I think you have so so spend so your nice. time. Yeah. Yeah, okay. go so what, yeah, go on. It's so a font. Yeah, the go The on. fonts. Yeah. So I there's new, at yeah. least
1: three different, no, at least four. This. four. Maybe three different fonts. But the other thing is the font size, there's like one that's clearly size 8. Then there's a 12, there's a 14, there's a 16, and then a 14 again. Like, this is, th- that's strange. So th- yeah. this is upsetting. Yeah, it's weird. And the thanks at the end, which is just pure, it's all passive aggression, isn't it? But that thanks at the end is particularly belittling.
0: Mate, uh, first of all, that font is wrong, isn't it? I mean, that, wrong.
1: What font is that? Like, some of it's is Comic Sans, but then some of it... There's the second and third line looks like aerial <laughs> to me. And the... F- <laughs> and... And why have they made some bits bold and some things not bold?
0: What was the emphasis here? Please note that. Then put, the dog's a mess in our courtroom, so enjoy the break as much as you want. But, <laughs> but spend your just- own quarter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I don't know. But... What is their point here? What is the problem? Why do you ha- Why so is it... There,
0: the there's one more thing that's bugging me. It's the alignment. It's the alignment of this yeah. thing. Like why, oh, is it all, why is it all aligned to the left? Why no, but When some you of write them a sign see... like this, it should be midline.
1: Yeah, it should be true. midline, no? No, but some of them... You can see the second line, the Doctor's Mess one, they've pressed spacebar a few times as well, so it's all... Like- <laughs> So So this is dangerous. This isn't just a sign. This is a warning that the person who's you need to find that person. They've got issues
0: and make them sit that. I don't know. Sit that module about how to. I don't know. Write a sign.
1: They should know clearly. But like getting back to the kind of content, when you just put all of that problematic stuff to the side, the actual content of it doesn't really (laughs) make any sense. And who is it? Who is the person who's written that? Like who? And who are they to dictate what you do? I just think isn't it such like infant infantilization as well? Like. Well, if you get the jobs done during your own call, does it matter where you reside in between jobs? Just but it. you've
0: you raised a very important point. They haven't even said who they are.
1: No. They've
0: just said, thanks. So you don't know who they are. It's like, okay. Yes. Um, or, thank you, uh, Anonymous. <laughs> don't, yeah,
1: exactly. They don't put their name to it, all that energy. Because they knew they were being a an arse, didn't they? Sorry. That
0: is, yeah. That, I, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. This is... Yeah, this is gonna be one of the weirdest, weirdest notes I've seen of late. I mean, I think we've had like colleagues and stuff who've tweeted a note and then the person who's written the note have gone and contacted them and said, Do you mind getting that note off your Twitter uh, account yeah, and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Because it can actually go back to them. But this one is now like, it's there for all to see, but there's nowhere it can go back to whoever it was. And you do wonder about the, the what's what going through that person's mind when they did that. Do they walk into the mess room? Yeah, see doctors relaxing in between cases or whatever, and does that just rile them up? Does it does that wind them up? And I felt this sentiment from you. I think a couple of years ago there was someone who took a photo of a doctor who'd fallen asleep on the ward. Did you see?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there's a big hashtag going around because people are really upset that someone had a problem with a doctor falling asleep. That because they were so exhausted, people didn't like the idea of doctors doing anything else but but work, right? And then we had that other incident, didn't we? With the you're not allowed to have Costa coffees on the wards. <laughs> Yeah. And then there was another sign saying you're not allowed to laugh in the, in the reception area in case patients see you laughing. Do you remember that? It was just, some of this stuff is just bizarre, isn't it? Like the mm. things that people come out with when it comes to what they expect from doctors and their behavior.
1: The next yeah, thing I wanted to talk about was one that I responded to. And anyway, let's just say what that is. <laughs> so this is a tweet from Ian Birdsell, and his handle is at D-O-C-I-B. And he said, We've been trialling a new way of front door working this week. My biggest take home we need the most senior decision makers possible available as early as possible. This may make some uncomfortable, and echoes of that's not in my job plan will bounce off the walls. But the world has changed, mm. and we must change with it. Alongside this, we need to enhance the education of those wanting to take on these roles in years to come and no longer rely on C1. It's time to put our patients first, however uncomfortable that may be. Different specialties need to work side by side and support each other. No more. That's not for us. We won't accept the patient, but which of us would be best placed to care for them? This may sound simple, but it actually requires a step change in some attitudes and may even need some very difficult conversations. The question is, are we brave enough to have? I responded to this when I was on nights, which probably isn't the best thing to do because I I probably misunderstood (laughs) a bit of it. But uh, my kind of point, I saw someone say something along the lines of, that's implying that somehow a consultant referral might necessarily be better and my kind of response to that was thinking about how sometimes consultant referrals can be rather brief on details because and often I feel because they have been moved in as a senior decision maker and they're quite brief and it can be hard to try and triage if you've got maybe only two or three details but then you might not get. Mm. you might find it quite hard to challenge because you're dealing to a consultant, dealing with mm. a consultant. But I think this in particular was a specific point about A&E. And so it perhaps came across, unfortunately, as if I was cussing A&E, which I wasn't really because I get consultant referrals from. We have not, anyway, to explain myself. Anyway, yeah. what do you think about this? The other issue I had with it, which I didn't articulate very well was that uh, there is this weird drive isn't there to get consultants to pretty much do everything Because a lot of consultants will do it better so let's get the consultants to do it or... mm. do you think that's the
0: thing? yeah i think don't you when you do get referred from a consultant don't your ears perk up a little bit be like oh, okay they've yeah. taken their time to to call me up and that's not it's not usual is it yeah i can see why the general public would want or anyone would want consultant input a lot sooner and have the most senior person but once you become a consultant, you're pretty useless. I know for radiology anyway, I know that's, I guess, it's the only thing I can rate doing radiology, you keep doing radiology anyway, don't you? You just carry on. So you just carry on doing more and more scans. That's part of your job. And I guess the same with surgery the surgery that you're trained to do, you just carry on doing surgery. But some specialties that once you become a consultant, you, you don't, you're not as good as the some things as much as you were before, like getting a consultant who's not done a cannula in years be difficult getting central line from a consultant maybe maybe more difficult than someone who's already been doing it in the middle of the night day in and day out you know what i mean there is there's always going to be that difference and so i think people have to understand that consultants that aren't necessarily the best people for certain jobs and the role of a consultant is really to take our ultimate responsibility and when i say make big decisions i say quotation marks because i'm not sure yeah there are big decisions to make but and i don't want to make it seem like all consultants do big decision stuff but People do look to consultants for them to be making big decisions, but yeah. that doesn't mean that they're the cleverest person in the room or they're the best person in the room. And, and consultants don't come out of the blue, right? They're all red at one point. So yeah. how do you think they got there? They have to have these experiences. They have to have these conversations. They've got this whole point of apprenticeship and working on your own. And they say why you should be on call so that you act up. You're forced yeah. to act up, essentially, because yeah. you're the consultant at that point in time, aren't you? Because they're a consultant in, the, in the
1: entire hospital. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think... It's a. I guess it's easy to say it's important to be balanced, isn't it? But isn't it just lovely to get like a kind of referral from a really conscientious F two who they'll know about the clinic appointment the patient had with a hematologist in twenty thirteen? Like they'll have. <laughs> so, it, it's, it's, so you know, it's, you need consultant oversight, but. I just, I think there's much to be said for considering that there is value that our kind of more junior colleagues can add. And so I think I appreciate the sentiment, but I just don't think it, it's obviously not a kind of comprehensive solution that perhaps people act like it is.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't, I'm not sure it is always the best. Yeah. I don't think having consultants are always the best person for the job in all circumstances, which is why generally speaking, we should be working as a team and appreciate each other's, it sounds like oh, let's all be nice and stuff, but genuinely, I, I still remember when I was an F1. And then I thought, and I still think, I'm pretty useless. But at that point, <laughs> as an F1, I thought I was very useless. Like I thought I'm just a complete hindrance to everyone. I'm just getting in everyone's way. There's no point of me being here. And I took two weeks off because I found the whole thing so stressful. When I got back, they were all so glad to have me back. And then I said to them, well, "Why though, guys? Because mate, you've got a role here. Although it doesn't seem like it, you do have a role in the entire team. And when you're not here, other people have to do that role, and it becomes difficult. You think, okay, I didn't realise that. And so even as an F1, I started to understand that. We all have our roles and we all are really important to make the whole thing function. And it may not seem like much in the beginning anyway, but on the bigger picture, it really is. And as time goes on, your role changes and your apparent impact is slightly bigger, but it doesn't really matter, does it? You're still doing what you're hopefully there to do, which is to help people and bring a good outcome to to patients and their overall health, but there was there was a tweet that came up about junior doctors choosing their wage. Do you see that and being football agents? What was that one? Oh, I was <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, do you remember that? That was a good one. It's one of my favourite tweets I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, I love it because doesn't it conjure up the idea of us being like Cristiano Ronaldo, and then we've oh, got yeah, this kind exactly. of dealer, dealer football agent who's going to, like yeah, for, yeah, you know, and try and squeeze out the extra half a mil per week. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this is a, yeah. an article whereby we hope that the kind of BMA are acting to res- represent the profession in asking for a pay rise, and entirely reasonably. And there are arguments as to how much of a pay It's not like every... we're not one giant monolith. People disagree about how much we should ask for. There are people going, oh, the cost of living crisis, is it appropriate? God, that, that's a kind of easy one. But there are other ones, are there other people who are saying we should try and achieve parity with the fact that we haven't followed inflation and so we've had a real terms pay cut and there are other people saying should we stop there should we be arguing for more and then it's not like everyone completely agrees but anyway there is this kind of quote whereby they say so the headline from this health service journal article says a row has broken out between trust bosses and the bma uh, over doctors union the campaign to drive up consultants hourly pay rate Uh, and they imply that they're acting like football agents and asking for more money. And I think <laughs> no. it's imagery, isn't Simple. it, though? It is imagery. Yeah, yeah. They want us to, they want people to think that we're like Cristiano Ronaldo or like Lionel Messi, I mean just getting paid crazy amounts and it's just holding trust to ransom. Well, an actual fact. It's an actual it's a it's a job to to get paid what we're supposed to be getting paid at the moment. Mm. You haven't been paid properly. I haven't been paid properly the last couple of months. But even getting the actual money they've agreed to pay or supposedly agreed to pay mm. us. And so it's just, I just think it's funny and rich, really, of trust bosses to suggest that they're being like football agents. Yeah. Sorry, I talked it's, it's an odd
0: one. No, I think it's an odd one because what I've always, I, I think we've spoken about this before as well. Like, I always find it very odd, people's sentiments t- towards different things in terms of people don't generally, and people say, our oh, footballers are overpaid. But then you know, they're not, they don't have that much of a problem with Cristiano Ronaldo, Ronaldo again, paid as much as he does. Like mm-hmm. It sounds glamorous, doesn't it? Oh, I got a football agent, and now he's worth this many million. He makes this much in the week, and look at what these guys are earning. And no one has a, a hugely negative sentiment towards them. But now what they've done is basically say, OK, let's keep everything the same and not make it a football and make it a doctor. Now what is your sentiment about someone who's trying to get more money? And we're not even asking for more money. We're not asking for more money in terms of how much a... We're not asking for a 100,000 pounds a week or anything like that, right? But they, they, again, the exact scenario that people don't have too much of an issue with replaced it with a doctor and say, now, how do you feel? And that's the whole point. And this is the thing that I always find so fascinating that people don't like the idea that doctors may turn up and hope to get paid for what they do some may want more money than for what they do but most of us or a lot of people would like to get paid what they are due and in this particular situation we're below inflation for many years so it's not just it's not a pay rise it's not a pay rise no one's holding anyone to ransom you're just saying look money is worth less than it was before you can't keep pretending it is and so They've taken that weird, this is why it's such a weird analogy. You've got a problem with, you don't have too much of a problem with footballers, but you've got a problem with uh, doctors. And you see the sentiment again and again, you know, that when they throw it on the paper that there's some doctor who made, let's say there was a doctor who made a lot, of, a few million actually, in Harley Street. And that conjured up a lot of negative sentiment. And to me, it's like, so what? I mean, that's the hustle. You've clearly got a market for it. What's the issue? Like, we don't have a huge problem with a plastic surgeon doing private practice and making a lot of money, an orthopod doing practice and doing a lot of money. But you've got a problem with this guy who, I think he was doing like COVID tests or something for the rich and famous. But you, everyone's got a problem with the rich and this guy catering for a very specific clientele. But then most of the problem was that the fact that not that he's some wheeler dealer selling COVID tests or whatever. The problem was that he was a doctor making money that's what they didn't like a doctor making money on any level and it's just a bit like so you're saying telling me that doctors can are not allowed to be financially successful or financially secure that's the issue that's what you don't like that's what the general public don't like where why are we apologizing for asking or even feeling bad about asking for money it's a straight up conversation that's all it is and i think that i'm hope that we all go forward and don't complicate the matter and say look this is exactly we want, and nothing else I don't want to talk about anything else. I don't want to talk about safety. I don't want to talk about any of those things. Just pay. That's all that matters. Don't want to hear anything else. No. And if you're going to say I'm a footballer about it, by all means, go for it. You still need to pay us. What <laughs> would you? 20%, yeah. if not more. Thank
1: you. is not it? Oh, God. I'll make That's agree with that.
0: Mate, make it 50 <laughs> because we're worth more than that i've said this before every single doctor out there is worth more than the 20 percent that we ask for the percent that we're asking for yeah. but fair enough
1: i'll take whatever you guys argue for so, so joseph yeah. mactor he tweeted saying so his handle's at mm. p-e-m-a-c 27 why is failure such a dirty word in medicine this week in handover mm. a colleague said x tried to cannulate the, that kid but failed So it was unsuccessful failure isn't a moral or character flaw. It's sometimes, it's just sometimes just what happens. Why is there such a stigma attached? Do you, what do you think about this? Do you say failed to (laughs) man? Honestly, I'm
0: the man who basically failed most things. If not everything. Listen, man, I think as a society, we're all obsessed with the ultimate success. Right. And someone will look at you through and say, You're a very successful person, but they won't be interested in any of the failures that you've had in the past. And we both know that MRCP wasn't easy. That wasn't an easy exam. You oh. failed that a few times, but now that you mm. passed, so yeah, I don't want to hear about all that. So as a society, I think we're all obsessed with like success. And the earlier the success, the younger, the success, the, and even the many failures that happen on the way is just completely brushed under the carpet. Like it doesn't even matter. But what people hopefully will hopefully getting wise and up to is that everyone fails us, everyone fails at something. This could be relationships. It could be money. It could be businesses. It could be exams. It's no one has everything. No one, there's no one who's just walking through life. having the perfect life without failing anything. And so when someone has a failure or anything, it's just like, okay, what happens? Like, it's a, part of, it's a part of life, and that's hopefully another stepping stone towards your eventual success, because the ones who end up passing after failing is the ones who turn up again and try again. And that's what happened to me anyway. I just kept turning up, I even to the point where, like, if you fail again, Imran, you're off the scheme. It's like, all right, I'll turn up and try again then, isn't it? <laughs> what else am I going to do? I yeah.
1: do I do think the way you frame it is important. I think if I was talking about someone else, I do know, say, for example, if someone had like an, okay, an ablation, they had an ablation, they came mm. back in with atrial fibrillation later on, I, prob- I wouldn't say, oh, this is a failed procedure. I'd say that perhaps mm. I would probably write unsuccessful or something but if I was talking about someone else because I'm conscious of how they might read it. So I think there, but there is that whole thing, isn't there, about the way that you talk about something because we are. In medicine, we're kind of bitchy, aren't we? Like, and sometimes oh, like, when 100%. someone has like a complication or something happens, oh, what happened mm. to that person? Oh. Yeah, so yeah. I do, uh, sometimes I kind of wonder like where, do you think being mindful of what we say about our colleagues is important in that way? Because it mm. can, I think sometimes when you read the way that something's like written in the notes, sometimes it can seem hurtful. Like, I I remember, like, once taking, like, a referral over the telephone and kind of explaining for ages why I didn't think that they should go to the lab or whatever. And I remember, like, seeing in the notes the person had written, like, cardiology registrar, refused PCI. And I was like, refused? Oh, wow, that sounds a bit strong. Sounds a bit strong, (laughs) doesn't it? It's a bit strong. And I'm always, and I guess it comes down to how I describe how, like, patients say stuff. Because generally speaking, we try to avoid saying, right, refused and whatever, because it's all a bit pejorative. I don't know, but maybe I'm You know just, I'm
0: what? I just imagined for some reason that if only we could have a stamp with a GIF, yeah. and you'd be like, "No, <laughs> bam, refused." No, language means a lot, doesn't it? I mean, you must have seen this, where if you said a patient refused procedure, they might come yeah. back to you and say, "I didn't refuse the procedure. I didn't know what the procedure was. not explained it to me." Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I wanted to yeah, think
1: about just, it. Or, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So failure, these little things that we, I think, we both start to notice that they're saying the word "refuse," saying the word "failure." These these aren't nice things to say. Especially yeah. when you're writing in the notes, people, yeah. totally. <laughs> while you're writing failure, yeah, unsuccessful is the way to go, isn't it? Cause then you ever think through like when, when you do see a complication or something that's unsuccessful, you think, could that happen to me? Yeah. Yeah. It could have happened to me if it could happen to me, it could happen to anyone, so it's not like a big deal, like we just move on. I think the other day I, I was at work and then I had to take the sample from someone someone's joint was apparently septic or something, and i was they I had to put the needle in and it was really hard to get to the joint and this was particularly difficult for some reason, hmm. and when I tried, nothing was coming out, and I think like literally a sliver or two of fluid hmm. um came out, and then I managed to put it into this into the container. And then I closed it and put it onto the, onto the place where I was keeping it, yeah. You can I tell feel this stress, game, right? Feel
1: yeah.
0: And then I turned around and I was like, where's it gone? And then the person helping me was like, where's well, what gone? And I was like, that that sample I just took from that person. You didn't throw it in the bin, did you? And she goes, oh no. I didn't <laughs> <meet you." laughs> oh, no. And I was like, no. okay. And then she was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And then I thought, I was like, I think I, I would have done something like this. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, I, could, I can imagine doing something like this. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, don't worry about it. I'm going to have to bring that patient back. Can we bring <gasps> him back, please? And just explain uh, yeah. that we need to try again yeah. if they're okay. And what can you do? Like, these yeah. things happen. Yeah. But even after, she was, like, so apologetic. And then she was talking about it in the corridor. Oh. And then, again, I was walking past. She's like, oh, by the way, Dr. Flask, I'm really sorry about what happened. And I, was, I completely forgot. What are you saying sorry about? And she was like, With the... I was like what are you talking about? And then she was like, the have i missed something here was, the sample from earlier is like oh god you know what so minor please yeah. don't just don't even it. think about it anymore yeah. at all just move on with your life but yeah that simple question would I, yeah i, I would have done that 100 i would have done i would have thrown the sample in the bin yeah <laughs> so you put yourself in your shoes
1: and then yeah there you go well done yeah That's exactly
0: awesome. the number of times someone's been like yeah hey, you can just make sure you don't lose that my wife was that my kids where's the thing gone i was like he was here just a second ago. That's so funny. Yeah, he was here. I don't know where he's gone now. I can't even look after my kids properly, man. Speaking of children, there was a really lovely thread that I think you've linked, Risha. You quite liked it, and yes. I read through it and as a blur. Uh, right, it's cute, fine. isn't it? Asadullah Anis Khan, yeah. and he put a tweet of his. Looks like his kid. Yeah. Probably what a few years difference between the. As in, there must be a few years between the two pictures, and he's talking a lot about how quickly the kid grows up. And how much he hopes for a good future for their child, and that kind of thing. The kid's very lucky. It sounds like very lucky to have you, mate. My find My kid's
1: very annoying, as I've said oh, multiple no,
0: times on the podcast. True, but uh,
1: yeah, I... man, what, did you, what did you think, yeah, Gergon? It was is yeah. very cute. It's an interesting contrast to there's this other thread which has now been deleted, mm. I think, because it got rinsed so hard. But it yeah. essentially, it was that was a thread where it was, talk, there, was there was a video yeah. of a kind of conservative politician in the states, and mm. he was talking about. How we speak to the current generation of children, and how the implication, I think, was that we coddle children now, and then we're encouraging Mm. them to become snowflakes, and that wasn't how kids were brought up, and they need to toughen them up, and whatever. And there was a really nice kind of response to it, which it hasn't been deleted because it's gold, really. And it's a tweet from Michael Hobbs and and the handle's at Rotten in Denmark. And it said, one of the core tenets of conservatism is that all existing social hierarchies are reflective of merit and shouldn't be tampered with. Therefore, if the popular kids are bullying the nerds, then there must be a reason and that the nerds deserve it. And I think... speaks to how that person's attitude right so Mm. he's saying oh we need to toughen them up and whatever as if whatever issue that we're being sensitive to is just is something that's completely fictitious and made up and it's actually a weakness Mm. of the child and it's just uh, and i think it i think it's probably cyclical i think the people who probably speak a bit like that probably weren't treated very well maybe or perhaps growing up or perhaps they were so privileged that they didn't appreciate the kind of different life experiences of people but either way they want to perpetuate that bad and negative energy on children Mm. now and i think it's really cool that there are people out there who have the the amazing language and insight to be able to link these things together and just expose the toxicity Mm. within it
0: that's a fantastic reply isn't it it really is and this is the thing, like the sentiment that the original person's going for is that things are better the way they were. And therefore we should keep it the way that they were. Yeah. But the th- I think we, I was thinking about this the other day, like when someone talked about snowflake generation and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, look, let's say the future holds a whole load of people that don't want to work a full eight hour day. They say, no, I'm only going to work four hours. That's the way it is. I'm only going to work four hours moving forwards. So what? So what? Like, what's the big deal? Things will take longer to get done. I don't know. You might not, maybe developments won't happen as quickly as they could have done. But maybe the people who work four hours a day will have a really nice life. Yeah. They'll be happy. You only have this one little life. What are you pushing so hard for? Why are you trying so hard to get to? Because when you get there, you're just going to keep trying to go even further. It doesn't stop at iPhone 14. They're going to want to make an iPhone 15, a 16, a 17. Like It never, ever stops. Yeah. So what, what are you in a rush for? And so I just think to myself, if the future holds a whole load of people, that are incapable of working more than eight, more than 4 hours and so be it that's just and that's probably a good thing but all the advancements that we've had like in the last I don't know 50 60 years we've been able to make better stuff grow more food, have better heating, and all these kinds of things. But life still isn't that all that great for a lot of people out there, mm. which is surprising, right? Yeah, yeah Why definitely. is it? And why are people finding it so hard? When all technological advantages should say that things are far better than they used to be. Like, someone from back in the day, 100 years ago, my grandparents, they'd be amazed at the stuff that we've got right now. They'd be like, man, this is incredible. Like, surely everyone doesn't do anything. They're just chilling now because most things have sorted that. No, we're working harder than ever and making much, much less from it all, which kind of brings us on to the budget. So the budget came out this week. What did you think of that? Through,
1: I must admit that I probably have paid less attention to it mainly because I feel so disillusioned by it all. I saw a tweet where some. What did they compare it to? So they said it was a bit like. Oh gosh, where is it? Let me find it. Let me find it. So, at the moment, the UK feels like when Scar and his mates took over the Pride Lands in The Lion King. Like mm. so you just yeah. got waste, absolute waste, people. In um, yeah. charge, and so like when you see stuff like, oh god, what? but the, obviously the one of the headlines that I saw was the kind of scrapping of caps on bankers and reducing taxes mm. for the people elite So um, a person who's a millionaire who earns a million will save forty thousand pounds. I heard that. Mm. What did you think of it all?
0: I, it's just so it's so bog standard. It? It's one of these situations where you think to yourself, okay. What is going in, in, on in your head, right? So someone says, look, let's say, Thrusha, me and you are at the government, I say, Thrusha, mate, look, we've got a lot of poor people out there. We've got a lot of poor people and a lot of people who can't afford food. They can't afford shelter. What should we do? Should we, like, increase the basic living wage or just do something so that everyone's got a food and everyone's got a home and all that kind of stuff? Mm. And you turn them around and say, you know what, Imran, the way we could deal with it is by giving rich people more money and hopefully it would just trickle down. To the economy and then it'll somehow dissipate oh God, into the poor people's hands sorry what no i'm saying that people can't get food that they don't have food they're going to food banks right now and their people are working poor they're working poor so they've got jobs they're happy to work but they're waking up and getting ready and going in somewhere cool. doing a full day's work and they still can't afford to live what should we do now and they say oh you know what you know what we should do to deal with that housing thing you're talking about we should get rid of we should just get rid of tax on when someone <laughs> yeah. buys a house. That, that's what we should happen. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. If you're going to buy a house for two hundred thousand pounds, you need the two hundred thousand pounds or a deposit for that. I'm talking about the people who don't have that. What are you going to do now? And he's, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. No, you're right. What we should do is cut down corporation tax, mm. and then that would mean that the corporation tax will save more money. Think, are we talking about the same thing here? Like every time I talk about the people down there. You keep talking about the people (laughs) at the top, the bankers, the corporation taxes, the people who are trying to buy houses. These aren't the people that we're worried about. And almost selfishly, I'll say it, everything that's happened with regards to the the taxes and all the stuff they've done has been hugely beneficial for me in terms of my LTDs and all the rest of it. There's no doubt about it, but it's weird to benefit from something that's going to disadvantage so many people out there. It's absolutely... Atrocious, but the fact they even try and dress it up as anything else is what I find even more galling. But people seem to buy
1: it. And the thing is, oh, I should plug. So I've just, I've not long finished this book called Good Economics for Hard Times. It's mm. written by some MIT, two MIT professor, okay. professors of economics. And they talk about how there are economists and stuff out there. You're like, just in the same way that you get doctors out there, who will be like selling snake oil. And you get economists who perhaps preach values based on first principles rather than any actual evidence. And they talk about Mm. the whole trickle-down economics thing that we hear psychically and seems to make sense in some people's heads, but actually has been proven to... Just be a complete and utter nonsense, and in there are and people. The arguments that people make are: you need to have bankers around because it's great for the economy. If you tax them more, they will disappear. They'll go somewhere, which is nonsense. <laughs> and one of the things that this whole idea, one of the things that they say in this book, it's such a good book. I definitely recommend people read it. But it's infuriating though because they talk about all the diff- various different injustices and stuff. But one of the things they say is that when the super wealthy get tax breaks, that doesn't it doesn't stay within the economy it doesn't trickle its way down it goes to tax havens and loopholes because they have accrued a lot of wealth and it goes into that wealth. whereas they can
0: afford the people to do this for people to do this
1: whereas if you and people and they they make lots of different arguments including they talk about universal basic income and people say how that's a waste of money but actually that's a good way of stimulating the economy because the people who need that money they'll spend it and they have to spend it and uh, it, it talks about the other things, like about how people with little will still try and spend it on consumer things. But the kind of uh, the thought process behind spending. Well, and because
0: we're both doctors, right? So we understand that one of the greatest things about the NHS, even as it stands right now, is that you can be rich or poor, and you don't have to worry about your healthcare. Which means that there's a whole segment of your life that you don't have to worry about. Like your healthcare is sorted by the state, which is an amazing feeling, mm. right? An amazing thing, a miracle, really. But now imagine if you had a situation where you don't have to worry about eating and you don't have to worry about shelter. Those are two things you don't have to worry about. Now do what you've got to do. Just do whatever you got to do. Health, shelter, and food is pe- sorted. I'm not saying the caviar meals and uh, steaks are um, El Nisrat or whatever it is for 15,000 pounds, but your food and basic things are cared for. Don't worry about that. Just go do what you've got to do, right? Mm. Isn't that better for a general economy to to have people that are work- not working just to, I don't know, be able to afford petrol so they can live in the car park, in their car. Yeah. I mean that it doesn't make any. It's just so silly, isn't it? The whole thing is it just so ridiculous that they'd even try and sell it as anything else. And anyone that buys it is, I don't know what to say. I One of the, wish people could just see it for what it is. Absolutely, yeah.
1: because I feel like there's two things that you can come when people come up with that whole thing about people still keeping bankers happy or whatever. One is that trickle-down economics has ostensibly been not to work with evidence and the most kind of prosperous t- a good example is the times of high taxes in the in america in the 1970s but also trickle-down economics which is or that term or whatever that has existed since people were trading in grain people that used to be described mm. as you feed the horse the oats so that some of it may pass through to feed the sparrows and i prefer that as a quote because essentially what they're saying is that the poor feed on horse shit and that's essentially, <laughs> <laughs> that wow. phrase it. and that's, that's how it was described in those times. So mm. it's been, it's just, it doesn't work. It's an old concept. It's not backed by any evidence. It needs to get in the bin.
0: But this thing, what we saw Rishi Sunak in his tax affairs, did anyone ever think that was even a loophole that existed? When I heard about that, I was like, that is whatever that is. I don't think I'm not saying it's a good thing to do. It's pretty smart, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's very smart because if you look at how much money is saved, but that's exactly what people do. You don't have to be a millionaire to f- figure out ways to save tax. That's not a hard thing to do. But when you give tax breaks or pay make these people pay less tax, the money that they're saving on tax will not go, unless they're a very charitable person mm-hmm. and gen- genuinely donate it, then that is going nowhere but straight back into their pocket. Interestingly, you
1: raise another important point, way. which is a, a lot of philanthropy... Um, is about mm. sidestepping taxes.
0: Yeah, so. that's also true. That is also true. There are tax breaks that one can get from doing charitable donations and stuff like that. But then, this is what I've always spoken about. We, I think we've spoken about before, like a, a lot, most things are based uh, on the intentions that you do it. So, for me anyway, even if I was to donate something to save on tax, that's all it will be. I'll get no benefit from that beyond that. But then obviously the bigger game is to be a better person, all that mm. kind of stuff. And you try and make that the intention behind why you're doing things, not the tax savings and the rest of it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at
1: that. Time's flown by, mate. Oh, no, mate. I didn't even notice. Was, Should we? Yeah, go on. There go are on. a few things I wanted to mention. One was a tweet by someone called Kyle Kashuv, who said, I genuinely mm. don't understand people who adamantly don't want kids. And I'm like, is this guy, does this guy have children? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I don't think he has. Excuse children. me, I've got kids. Yeah, yeah, I complained about them a lot. I don't know if you can hear them right now. One's crying but right now. I can.
1: not sure if that was one mind. of mine. I was like, oh god.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's no stop. Look at it. It's almost ten o'clock, and it's
1: still on my case. <laughs> <laughs> I like Sinead's response to it which is I genuinely don't understand rocket science and that's okay you don't have to understand (laughs) Don't need to understand. why do you want to understand he doesn't want to have kids it's vicious
0: replies but it's so on point isn't it this week really good replies it's so true maybe this is a bit beyond you but that's okay right (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah oh I like that that's good good.
0: it's so true it's so true that's why it's a really good reply that one wait and there's one more there's another
1: one I think I'm going to save this tweet for future use so it's from @flaminghaystacks. Ah. Flamin' Haystacks. She, so mm. her, her handle's Antonia, and she's a former London Fire Brigade f- firefighter. She's a really mm. good account to follow, definitely recommend it. Anyway, the, she's quote tweeting someone who said, Was at a training course once where the facilita- facilitator said, Unsolicited advice is criticism, always? And I think that's really interesting. Mm. And I think particularly for women on the internet, actually, because sometimes when they, I've noticed, it tends to happen more to them where people are like, oh like i have had a bad day or whatever had this interaction and people like oh maybe not cut out for medicine or like this kind of weird mm. advice thing and you're like what that was one they surely that's not what and but i think that kind of framing of it and because people will say those things where people go just my opinion or genuine mm. question and you're like they're almost <laughs> like red flags you like because you know that re- what's going to come is going to be annoying isn't it
0: yeah it's garbage yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good one actually isn't it yeah fair enough oh yeah fair yeah. enough gone yeah, yeah. Well, there was a fessel, but maybe I chose a bad one. This is why don't oh, you no, do the one I chose? Why do you do the? Yeah,
1: what yeah let's read?
0: do. The, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll read your one. Oh, yeah, god, read I, my I, one. Uh, so do you, when you get excited about me reading it, I just. <laughs> oh god! Intr- I it's it's good, man. It's a good
1: right, one go. yeah.
0: I recorded a video of me shitting on the floor for money, <laughs> only for the guy to receive the video and not pay me. He then promptly blocked me. I'm mortified that the video is out there of me shitting on the floor. <sighs> Mate, yeah. And with that, I think that's going to be the end of the episode and probably the end of the podcast. Uh, there's another one. That's... Oh my god! Oh, uh, it's a world coming to. Anyway. What is it?
1: Until quite recently, I thought you could use less Wi-Fi data bandwidth by listening to streamed video and music quietly. I love it when people get stuff like that. Oh, I love like, it. Oh, love it. Is... That's a good one. What a world. That's a good one. Um... As in, they
0: just thought about it differently. Yeah, They exactly. thought about it in a different way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because of course, I mean, they need use to less. have louder music and louder stuff would be, yeah, that would use less energy, so less Wi Fi energy. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. I yeah. like that. Oh, as bad as, yeah, go Can on.
1: I do this one tweet because it made, it's made me think of a question to ask you. So this is a tweet yeah, from Miss Mulrooney, Kristen Mulrooney, and it says, One of the perks of marriage is having someone around to let you know which normal things from your childhood were actually very <laughs> weird. And have you had any, has Robbie <laughs> ever pointed out anything to you where you've been like, oh, okay. That's weird, is it? I thought everyone did it that way. And she's no, that's weird. Do you have
0: anything like that? Oh, I can't think. I know. I, I can't I'm off the
1: top of my no? head. Oh, fair enough. I've got so many. I think because we're a quite weird family. So one is that we are completely fine with having food almost stone cold. So like rice and curry and whatever, like it been cooked the day before. I'd probably take it out of the fridge might heat up the rice but the curries and stuff I'd probably eat them cold with the rice because I'd be like the warmth from the rice or whatever and Joe's like that's gross she has to have food that's like hotter than this yeah it's weird isn't it but I never thought that was weird I thought that was normal in fact once I had Tristan when we were kids he came to our house and I didn't realise that baked beans were supposed to be warmed up so I remember like, he had baked beans I think we had like something that some meal that involved baked beans and I remember him taking the baked beans to his mouth and then looking at me and being like it's cold and I was like Yeah, isn't unbaked beans supposed to be cold? And he's like, no. (laughs) Oh, okay. We'll heat them up for you as a special. Okay, this is strange. Okay, we'll transfer them into something. Okay, here they are the warmed beans, and you might happily eat them cold. So the eating of cold things is definitely something Joe's been like, that's weird. Have you thought of anything? Are you completely normal? No, I mean, oh my think, God, am I just... Uh... No, I'm not
0: completely normal, but I think although I'm Bangladeshi and Rabia is Pakistani, so they are like small cultural differences yeah. in the way that we eat, what we eat, and things like that. But then I don't think I really remember them all that much because that's why I like the whole situation. Or, <laughs> or like, or situa- <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It's quite fun. Yeah. So I never ever thought of it like that. Yeah, I'd never thought of it being like a weird thing. I was like, oh, that's cool, man.
1: Like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, fine. As be little things, like I always eat from a plate, but she'd eat from a bowl. So, really, I was like, yeah, I always eat from a bowl. I was like, okay, always, eat everything from rice and stuff. Yeah. yeah, pretty much everything, always yeah. from a bowl. Always from a bowl. That's okay, interesting. they don't do they don't eat much rice, it's always like bread. Bread is like a really big part of their diet, whereas rice is like a staple part of mine. Yeah, for good quality,
1: isn't it? <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, it's like,
0: okay, so I don't eat that much rice anymore <laughs> these days. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, it's just, but these are little things, but I never, the, I just take them as, oh, that's fun. That's yeah, that's
1: it's cool. the spice of life, isn't it? Like, funny, yeah, exactly. It gives you something to talk about, yeah
0: cool yeah yeah cool all right i hope everyone's had a good week and uh, should we say do we, we don't say who's coming on next week do we so we just leave that oh no
1: so, so ne- it? next week I'm on one nights right so it's the agony ants. yeah are doing a takeover it's episodes.
0: the agony Arts, yeah the takeover episode yeah takeover episode next week it's so interesting isn't it because obviously it. stuff's
1: really because it's saturday stuff's kind of kicked off today and we've kept quiet about it mm. so they'll have some juicy yeah. topics to discuss See how it is. don't that want goes. to take it away from them. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Always
0: a pleasure working with them too. Yep. Cool. All right, then. All right, then. Have a great week, everyone. Don't get cancelled. And yeah, be nice, everyone. Yeah. All right. Be kind. Bye.